Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Neverland Podcast, episode 59. We talk about it once a month. So, you know, it's been stopping from very valuable. Feel like you believe. Eyes can very strange place that you've chosen for us to transmit today shadow what i what am i even looking at here i don't know i you know truthfully i try to you know spice things up a little bit just you know keep it a little bit keep us on our toes it's one of clearly those things. clearly this is this is definitely the most unique I, I, I mean like what is that tree doing why is it blue i don't know podcast overlord do you have any insight on this one because thanks for joining I, us i don't way. even know how you got me here okay that's what i want to know uh, don't tell them about the This must be some special crossing of the streams or something here. Yeah. Some, some. Streams definitely were crossed. It's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's all it is. That guy in green tights flying there. I, I didn't think Arrow could fly. Uh, that's not Arrow. I don't know what True. that is. True. Arrow does salmon ladders. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, I'm Jeremy. I'm the pan. Uh, your location here has been compromised, and, well, they are coming. You know, the ones that are trying to suppress the truth you're always trying to talk about on CCU. Well, well I've got to get you out of here, and I'm going to just take you on to Neverland. But, Jeremy, how do we get to Neverland? Fly, of course. It's easy. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and a little bit of pixie dust. <laughs> now, just think of a wonderful thought. Uh, any merry little thought? Hmm. All right, then I'm going to think of Arrow Squad. Hmm. And I'll think of Central City Underground. Ooh. And I'll think of Profit Cast. Welcome to Neverland. Oh. Take a start of the right and stay until morning. Neverland. All right. Well, Neverlanders, welcome. We are back again. I hope you all brought your pixie in your pocket to have your pixie dust. We have some guests with us that I've just brought from Central City. Well, uh, since you're all here, uh, we need to kind of officially induct you here into the Lost Boys. Of course, uh, girls don't get lost, so they're all pixies around here because girls are too clever. (laughs) I I I didn't write that. It's in the book. (laughs) (laughs) 
but girls are too clever to get lost. So that's why. Huh. So if any girls huh. ever come along here and say, well, why can't I be a lost girl? Because girls don't get lost. But uh, so we got to give you guys some official names. So I W now, of course, Lost Boy Brian. For anyone who is not familiar with Brian, uh, he's pro- found usually on a show called Profit Cast. If you're a podcaster and you're looking to expand your audience or monetize your audience, good show to listen to. Also, of course, he is part of, well, you know, moving his way out of Central City Underground, which is a Flash podcast. And also, you can find him on Arrow Squad, of course, obviously based around Arrow. So we would deem you now Lost Boy Brian, but uh, we hear you've already got a nickname for a Lost Boy, so we're going to just call you The Shadow. Hey, that's perfect. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, Pan, for having us on today. Appreciate it. No problem. And then we move on over here to Pixie Emily. Pixie Emily also can be heard on the Central City Underground, and I don't know if there's any other podcasts you're a part of? Uh, not currently. Not currently. Nope. Well, Pixie Emily, we are going to refer to you as Miss Ice, because that's Ooh, the name you came very, with. Thank Woo-hoo. you very much. Thanks, Jeremy Pan. It was, it's great to be on today. And also we have with us the podcast overlord, Lost Boy Kevin, who I guess you kind of oversee this thing here. You're, you're part of Arrow Squad as well? Uh, yes, I am. And being the overlord, I do oversee all. You are correct, Jeremy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there is well, not much that Podcast Overlord doesn't do. Uh, kind of omniscient. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, first I must swear you in. At, while you are here, you must promise to be grow strong, grow wise, but never grow up. Yes. I think I Got can uh, commit yeah, to that. I swear to that. Absolutely. <laughs> now you are official Neverlanders. Everybody cheer. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I feel honored. Your attention, please. Disney Movie News. All right, so the big... Well, okay, maybe maybe some news might be bigger than I'm coming later. But this, okay, technically, as far as news goes, would be the biggest news that happened in Disney and for the week. Big Hero 6, because it's big. Exactly. Oh, and you're big thinking Hero of something 6. else. Well, <laughs> no, but I actually am thinking Big Hero oh, 6. Oh, yes! Big, big Hero 6 is nominated for Best Animated Feature in the Academy Awards. Nice. Which I don't watch I, I, animated movies. I don't either, but that one I did watch <laughs> and it was good. It was, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was shocked. So, you're here in Neverland and you've not watched animated movies. Okay, we're going to have to school you. <laughs> you're going to have to watch some stuff because you're missing out I have seen stuff. Frozen. No, no, you she's saying Frozen. she doesn't currently watch new animated movies. Oh. Right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and I'm so saying I don't as much either, but but Big Hero Six was one I had to see, and that was you was know glorious. I've heard great things about it. So it is so good. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it got so it was nominated for best animated movie. Best animated movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Somehow it deserves another, it. the Lego Movie got snubbed. I don't know why, because Lego Movie was a lot of fun and so innovative, but they got snubbed. Don't know why. Jerks. But they're not Disney, so we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw them. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> but uh, okay, so, but another one. Uh, now, this this to me is a bit controversial, and I'll get into why. But okay, so Meryl Streep is nominated for Best Supporting Actress in Into the Woods. Now, I'm sure she's very good. Mm-hmm. But here, I got a bad taste in my mouth from Meryl Streep because do oh, you guys, I don't know if would be paying attention, but there was some sort of awards or program or something about the time that they were about to start shooting Into the Woods that Meryl Streep ran her mouth and said some false things about Walt Disney. Ooh. 
So, and there was a lot of people when it was announced, when we heard Meryl Streep was going to be into in a Disney movie, a lot of us were saying, cut her out. I will not see this movie just because of her unless she apologizes for what she said. Hmm. And that has kept me from seeing it. Also, uh, some uh, a really good podcast, Disney Indiana. They did a review of the of the movie, and they did not like it. Hmm. Now I hear it is apparently very good for if you're a, a fan of uh, this Sondheim or whatever Sondheim, whatever who wrote the musical. I, people who are fans of that would apparently might like this movie. I am not familiar with that guy, so I'm going to skip it until I can watch it for free on TV. <laughs> But she's nominated and good for her. I'm sure she was awesome at playing. Oh, good. Look, a witch. So, okay. That was bad. Bad host. Bad pan. Okay. No, you know, I, I completely understand avoiding <laughs> movies because of an actor. And uh-huh. I just love Meryl Streep. So I'm really excited to see this movie. That's all. Well, I hope you enjoy it then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. I no appreciate it. With well, plus it's going. Emily Blunt and um, what's his face from Doctor Who. There's somebody from Doctor Who in there? Really? Yeah, it was uh, the guy. The movie. It, it's the guy from um, The Lodger that uh, from series six or seven? Six. I've got no clue. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. No, I have noticed- Johnny Depp's in it, but that's about all I know. Oh, that's yeah, right. he's supposed to look like a wolf. That's a, He doesn't look like a wolf. I like Emily Blunt, though. She's pretty cool. Well, you know, and you're right. I don't know the, if I've seen her in anything. The re, uh, she was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. If you saw that, yeah, I that was. See, I, uh, I didn't see oh it. Oh my I, gosh. I thought it looked kind of cool, but I didn't see it. Glorious movie, by the way. I'll, I, I'll see okay. it eventually. Boys, yeah. I have a question for you. What yeah. is the deal with Anna Kendrick? Who is Anna Kendrick? She's she's the other actress in that movie, Into the Woods. Like she she's all of a sudden in everything, and I don't know oh. who she is, but everybody is just like all about her right now and i, I don't know idea i've heard her name but i don't know anything about her yeah she right she isn't i'm looking this stuff up right now she isn't oh she was in twilight it looks like oh that's why i don't care know. yeah exactly james, I wouldn't know corden. james corden okay i know i know about yeah. yeah well i know the guy who yeah. played captain kirk in the newer star trek movies is in there is like prince charming i think so is he really yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine that's awesome. Yeah, fine. He's pretty cool. But <laughs> like speaking, speaking of Doctor Who, I have to make the connection just because you brought it up. Okay. Since we're going to talk about Arrow later in the show. Uh, <laughs> but I, I noticed last night that I did recognize Captain John Harkness and River Song are regular oh. characters in Arrow. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Alex Kingston and uh, John Barrowman. Barrowman? Very Barrowman. Cool. Yeah. 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 No, that is really cool. I, I like that they're both on that show. And John Barrowman does a fantastic job as Malcolm oh, Merlin. man. Phenomenal! Oh, wow, so evil from what I saw. Yeah, it's, it's. But anyways, back to the Oscar wow. list. We're getting going to get, yeah, we'll get way off track. We'll, we'll get to all that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get all of that later. Uh, but okay, so speaking of Into the Woods, actually, it's nominated for best costume design uh, from a designer, Colleen Atwood. And this is also where it gets kind of interesting. Now, I, I I have to give credit to this movie. I hated it. But Maleficent for costume design, for Anna B. Shepard and Jane Clive, yeah, they did a good job, and they really did make Angelina Jolie look like Maleficent. Yeah. So kudos to that. Yes, they did do a good job, and that is something I will give them credit for. It's just the story, how it went, I didn't like, but we won't get into that. I've, I've, I've ranted enough about this on the show. I, so I just got to say one thing about it. Like, I didn't mind the movie. I wasn't impressed. You know, it was one of those ones where I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was good. It was just kind of a, okay, it's over. But the one thing that just was starting to get to me 
is, man, creepy stalker. Hello. <laughs> she was like, and, dude, stop watching her. It was getting yeah, old. It was getting yeah. really old. Not to mention that really the entire storyline is about a psycho ex-girlfriend. Yeah. It, it was so, pretty but much we'll move just, on. You know, so, so you both would recommend me to watch this? No. <laughs> Don't. You might need I'm really picking up on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, well, what the, else is sk- new? Skip it. Yeah, just Go skip watch it. the animated classic Sleeping Beauty. I absolutely, oh. absolutely love that. Yeah. But anyways, moving on to makeup and hairstyling. Hairstyling. We've got hairstyling. <laughs> but I love this. This is a perfect pick. It's uh, from Elizabeth Yanni Giorgio and David White. I probably said her name wrong and I do apologize. But they are nominated for makeup and hairstyling on Guardians of the Galaxy. Woo! All right. And they have to get it because, oh my gosh, they turned two people into complete aliens. Well, okay, of the, of the main characters. But then you've got what they did to, um, uh, oh golly, and I lost her name. She's on Doctor Who. Karen Gillen? Gillen? Yes, Karen Gillen, Gillen. Shaving her head and changing her so much to where people didn't even oh, recognize yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it took me it took me well into the movie to re- maybe even toward the end. There was like one movement that she did that was totally a um Amy Pond movement that I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I thought it was a totally different actor. I actually thought it was the the girl from Do you remember the the show Andromeda? I remember hearing about it, but I never saw it. I mean, she also was a doctor in Smallville <laughs> as well, and she oh. she played a few. I can't remember her name, but I thought it was her. And I went back, and I'm like, "What? Yeah, yeah, it was it was impressive." The only reason I knew that was Karen Gillan is because I had heard the audio of the Comic Con when they were just starting to shoot uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy, and they had ta- they she took her wig off her head and threw it into the crowd because yes, I just look at me and shave my head. Wow. She so, actually shaved her she, head. Yes, yeah, she really had to shave her head, and all even was selfie, which too bad that got canceled. I liked it, but she was wearing a wig actually for that as well. Oh. Her hair was slowly growing back, but she, you know her character didn't die in Guardians, so maybe she'll be back. So she might have to shave her head again. But yes, yeah, she did shave her head, and that's the only reason that I knew to be looking for her. And when I saw a bald woman, I said, "Karen." Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, no, I didn't say it out loud because everybody would turn around. Shh. So, and my wife would have hit me. So, <laughs> I gotta say though, what what really impressed me was making Vin Diesel look like a tree. I mean, that's like the best makeup I've ever seen. Really, I didn't see anything different about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Groot. <laughs> Making him act wooden, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hard. yeah, that, that was probably it. <laughs> I actually have to give him credit because for being able to only say one line multiple oh different gosh. ways, I think he actually did a good job. He did, and I like Vin Diesel anyway. He's a classic yeah. action actor. <laughs> Not a good one, but maybe... No, but he's classic, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. I don't think I've seen him in anything. Oh, the Fast and the Furious movies? I've not seen those. Oh, those are just I saw amazing. enough of the first ones to knew I didn't care about the rest of them. Oh, I'm sorry. I like those, though. I'm kind of crazy like that. When something gets seven sequels, you got to know it's bad. Actually, the sixth one was that probably that the best one. Way around. Okay. It was amazing. We'll take your word for it. <laughs> you want to move on? You know, okay, yeah, moving on. <laughs> that's, that's a Disney movie, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it yes, was. Fast and Furious was Disney. Cars? Oh, wait. Right. What was it? Did Touchdown release oh. it or something? I have no idea. I, I was just it, being sarcastic. I thought it was Disney. No, I don't <laughs> no, think we're so. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we're joking. Back around. to something that was Disney. Yes. Now, okay, you said you saw Big Hero Six, right? Yes. There? Well, remember the animated short film Feast in the front of it? Yeah. Nominated for best short animated film. Interesting. I'm so happy because that was adorable. I loved it. Good. Uh, and the final thing we have on here is for production design Into the Woods by Nathan Crowley and Gary Fetish. 
And that is everything that I saw that I knew. Oh, wait, there was, there's more. There was more stuff that's actually Disney stuff. Visual effects. Yes. And there, there were, all right, one thing I'm going to mention that's not really a Disney film except for Disney does own Marvel, so it still counts. But X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick it out there. That was, that was, it's nominated for Best Visual Effects. Works for me. And that's pretty obvious. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, very obvious. Visual yeah. effects were splendid. And, of course, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, yeah. which, yes, great visuals on that one. The, the main thing, though, i got to give credit to X-Men Days of Future Past, and I think that they may win it, is the entire scene with Quicksilver yes. running around and knocking oh. out all the guards and setting up all this stuff. And, the, and especially what, what sells it is the song they chose. If I could put time in a bottle. That is hysterical. And I, oh, I, I love everything about that scene. That's yeah. Quicksilver. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was one of the best scenes. In my, oh, my that gosh. That was yes. an awesome scene. Yeah. Yes. For that scene alone, I'm predicting, actually, I'm going to make a prediction that that one's going to win for visual effects. I hope so. Amazing. I, I would have to say X-Men actually was, was better, even though Guardians of the Galaxy was just stunning. I would have to say X-Men was a little bit more creative and amazing with that stuff. A little more classy. Yeah, with with the effects, yeah. yeah. You, no one expected that. And I'd, I would love the Flash to pull that trick sometime. Oh, that would be so Once cool. he gets oh. really good with his powers. Yes. Oh, that would be amazing. So cool. Oh, I would cry. Okay. This will be a day long remembered. It has seen the end of Kenobi and will soon see the end of the rebellion. Plug in. He should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. Welcome, young Skywalker. I have been expecting you. Star Wars News. Now we have one awesome piece of Star Wars news. Woo! This week marks the return of Star Wars to the Marvel Comics family of comics. <laughs> Which is a bad <laughs> sentence, but okay. So so back, uh, and I think they even started in, in 1976. It was before the first movie came out, Marvel released a comics adaption of, of Star Wars, A New Hope. And so now, after all these years that Star Wars property has been over in Dark Horse, and now that Disney has bought both Star Wars and Marvel, finally they have started releasing a Star Wars comics. And issue number one came out this week, and it had multiple different covers. I've got kind of just a a traditional really cool cover. It has Luke in kind of what he was wearing there at the end of A New Hope. This picks up right from the end of A New Hope and continues on from there. Uh, My review for it, basically, I I don't want to tell you anything about the story because it is awesome. Basically, we find our heroes from the original trilogy stuck in over their head in something once again. has a fantastic cliffhanger. Uh, the, The art in here, let's see, who was the artist on this thing? Because, oh my gosh, it... It is spot on. The the everybody looks exactly like their real actors and actress who portrayed them. The, the artwork is stunning in here, and I love the fact that the very opening page is it's all black, of course, with a little bit of stars, and it says "A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away." You turn the page, and it's a big two-page scrawl: "Star Wars." Nice. The logo. Nice. Oh, and it, the, so this is an awesome beginning. I highly recommend. It's probably going to have to go to second printing before you get it if you didn't manage to get your copy. But on the back page, we have... Okay, well, there's an ad for uh, Star Wars 100 and 100 different scenes, but we also can see uh, they're going to release, as they're calling it, Marvel Legends Star Wars, but they have a Star Wars Omnibus Volume 1 hardcover, which is on sale now. It even has a variant cover, and there's going to be a Volume 2 coming out in May, but they are reprinting the original Marvel comics in these hardcover books. Wow, really? 
Wow, that's yes. awesome. So I'm getting them. That's cool. I don't know how much it's going to cost me. I might have to save up a little bit because I'm also trying to buy all my Disney Infinity stuff at the same time. But nice. oh my gosh, I have to buy this. But also in the uh, the edition that came out this week. Now I don't know if the if the uh, reprint editions are going to have this because you know they're hell oh, second printing. You should have got the first one. There's a little bit of a preview where they've taken the dialogue away from it, but they have previewed the upcoming Darth Vader. I believe it's just going to be a limited series. But it is supposed to be on sale in February. A Darth Vader series, for crying out loud. How awesome is that? That's cool. And then, also, a Princess Leia limited series. Now, the first issue of this will be in March. And looking at the artwork in here, it's done by Terry Dodson. uh, Which, anyone who uh, has read a lot of Spider-Man here in the last, uh, say, ten years, he's done some work on Spider-Man. He's very distinct on how he draws eyes. And especially female eyes. And so, of course, being a, with a lead female protagonist, you know, the way Terry Dawson's going to draw her, you're just going to love it. So I'm highly recommending you pick that up when that comes out as well. But that's all I have for at least some uh, some Disney and Marvel and Star Wars news. So how many uh, out of 10 uh, walking carpets would you give the rating of this new book? 11. 11 out of 10. See, well, we got all go to 11. Let's go to 11. <laughs> Let's go to 11. Why don't you just make 10, you know, better? Huh? But these go to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to add the pause in there. Oh, too. it's perfect. <laughs> Love it. Oh, he exploded when he read the book. I did. <laughs> Flash of green light. I'm Flash so of green light. A little bit of. <laughs> and it was over. It was swamp gas. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I should add the burp sound effect right there when Man. you say swamp gas. <laughs> Are we nerds or what? Yeah. Long live the nerds. To Disney and beyond. Okay, so there's been actually, for a long time, there's been like TV shows based on superheroes from the DC Universe and the Marvel Universe. Now, the earliest one I can remember is Batman. Now, I don't know when y'all first got to see some of the old Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. But they used to actually show it on syndication here in Kansas City. It would come on right after He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, He-Man, no, I, I watched that. I didn't watch the old Batman very much. Oh, my goodness. But I actually did, you know, like walk right next to Adam West at Comic-Con this year in Colorado. And all of a sudden I'm like, That's Adam West walking like two feet from me. And then he pulls his jacket over his head and runs off and gets on a little... <laughs> You have so he, that effect on people, don't you, Brian? I, I do. I love to throw, you know, just scare people. I mean, I am from Starling City and Central City. It's kind of a, you don't know, really. I am the shadow. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman did have a little basis from the shadow. They got a few ideas from yeah, him. So, yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can remember watching that one in reruns after school when I was a kid. That and uh, Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. Star Trek, the original series. Yeah, lots of good reruns. Mm-hmm. And from what I know of Emily, I bet you've never seen this before in your life, have you? Oh, what? I, I, I've <laughs> totally seen this one. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And no, I was lying. What I'm color sorry. was the Batman? <laughs> uh, bl- black. Uh, nope. Sorry. Uh, no. the, the, the best superhero movie or TV show that I watched as a kid was called Action Man, and he solved crimes by doing math. <laughs> that was what I was allowed to watch as a young child. Awesome. <laughs> Must have been on oh. PBS or something. I was going to say, can we say sheltered? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. we can. 
But you did watch one of the shows that we're going to talk about here in a minute, so yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. Right, for, so I still get points. Yeah, you, you still get you points. Did. Okay, <laughs> yes. good. I'm waiting for the points. Yes. Keep going. But uh, the next thing that at least I have the biggest memory of is the Incredible Hulk. On t- this was an 80s television show. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. And here's the funny part about the Incredible Hulk. It's, you would be, it'd be weird to think that I'm actually would be a fan of him in these days because when I was a kid, I loved the Dukes of Hazard. But in order to watch Dukes of Hazard, you had to get through an episode of The Incredible Hulk because my family <laughs> would want to watch Incredible Hulk, and then Dukes of Hazard would come on afterwards. So I'd have to sit through The Incredible Hulk, and it scared me to death when he would change. Just awesome. Freaked me out. So if I'd have met Lou Ferrigno, I probably would have run the other way. Even though I found out he's really kind of cool. So. Well, I he, I met him as well this year at Comic Con. Oh, wow! And, Did you scare and, him away too? No, no. He um he looks exactly the same and still has the same amount of muscles. <laughs> so this was not an animated Hulk. There show? was an animated series as well. You know, I didn't really listen to animation here on the. <laughs> I was thinking okay, live so, action. Oh, these are here, all okay. These are all live action. These are all live, live action. action. But oh, there yeah. was an animated Incredible Hulk that they 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 started rolling after uh, they'd had a Spider-Man series, which eventually became Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, and then they added an Incredible Hulk and had like a whole hour of Saturday morning Marvel fun. So, but mm-hmm. we're going to focus on live action for now. All right. I am impressed though that Lou Ferrigno, you know, being that what is he now? I don't know. He's in his sixties, but he is in incredible shape still. Yeah, I wish yeah. I had his secret. Wow, yeah. steroids is what it is. I hope not. I'm <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. No, he's he's just in good shape and he, yeah. he eats well and he works out. Just the right amount of Red Bull. He's motivated. I love it. <laughs> Five hour energies in Red Bull. Yeah. It's it was it's actually probably salmon ladders. If that, really I was about to say that, that. <laughs> you beat me to it. I said it's salmon ladders. <laughs> he probably does. That's going to be her answer for everything, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And for anyone who doesn't understand salmon ladders, you need to go listen to Central City Underground because then you'll understand salmon ladders. Oh, hear that Arrow Squad. Yeah. We talk about salmon ladders a lot now as a joke, and it's even being made fun of on air now, which is great. Oh, yeah. my goodness. We what is that used for? Distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a great line. Wow. Okay. And then some other things that I remember. Uh, okay. So, of course, the Incredible Hulk, they had some TV movies for him where they'd have him meet Thor with a really bad outfit. The worst one was when he met Daredevil, and they just put him in all black and uh, looked nothing like Daredevil. <laughs> But there were some other ones that uh, I had not realized until like a little bit older on USA Network. I think it was like Labor Day weekend or something. They would show these like made-for-TV, and I guess it was meant to be a series, but it's made-for-TV Spider-Man that was gosh-awful. Uh, basically, even though he's supposed to be you know super strength and have, highly agile, the bad guys would show up and he's backing off until he could put his hands together like he's shooting a web and they would drop this really bad confetti-looking net down on the bad guys. I'm like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> so, L- low budget? I, I never saw low those, budget. but I heard about them. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. It took him an hour to climb up the side of a building. <laughs> uh, the, the, the beginning of the second TV movie, it took him a half hour, and they kept using the same shot where he'd go up a few bits, and then he'd look down. And he clearly you could see it was a guy on a wire who's just trying to scramble to look like he's climbing a building. Uh, but it, oh, it got worse. There were some Captain America ones that I couldn't even watch. They basically oh. uh, he he had like a big motorcycle helmet, and that's where they had the mask thing as the motorcycle helmet because he was just riding around on a motorcycle everywhere, and it was awful. 
So these didn't discourage you from keeping on with live action superhero movies at all. Well, I did try again when Birds of Prey came on. I watched one episode and I said, these people just ruined this. You know, OK, I got a few episodes into that one and I was like, OK, it's, it's got no, it's doesn't. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I tried. tried. Now, are you talking about the t- the early two thousands TV show with the with the women? Yeah, uh, live action. I think it was like late nineties, wasn't it? It was two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah, I thought it was earlier than that. Wow. Yeah, if you can yeah. believe that. Wow. Yeah. No, that uh, you know, okay, maybe not as good, but I mean, you got some actresses in there have gone on to do some other stuff so it's one of those things you can really appreciate uh, certainly by going back to i think now at this point well you know mia sarah was in it as as harleen quinzel i thought that was interesting but yeah (laughs) dina meyer played barbara gordon and you know she was awesome and yeah rachel scarston who's now on uh, lost girl yeah i forgot about that yeah so yeah you know but it was it was uh very cheesy very poorly written oh yeah cheesy is a good word Yeah. yeah All right, and then we move on to Smallville. Now, now we this, get into the better shows. <laughs> yes, this is when, of course, you have a WB network. So because there's always been the, the DC and Warner Brothers connection, they've mm-hmm. just been hitting it. And where mm-hmm. how it seemed like for a long period of time, like Marvel was really trying it, and Incredible Hulk was kind of a hit. Now, finally, Smallville, and it's a hit. Yeah. Go miss but ice. you haven't seen this one, right, Ben? You're, uh, I think the last time I was listening to one of your podcasts, you said you hadn't seen this show. I, I saw like the first two seasons but uh, it okay it, it got into a term where where everyone refers to it as a CW effect mm-hmm. or it became so much of a teen drama and yeah. it also started getting repetitive of like oh look it's another meteorite baby or whatever which <laughs> I, I worry that about was the flash really funny there because the flash has a similar yeah. aspect where you had the accident or the explosion and now that's caused metahumans and mm-hmm. so there's been times it scared me, like, oh, please don't get to where you're repetitive with, like, Smallville, and then having the long, drawn-out, oh, goodness sakes, and people just know that Clark is the one doing all this stuff, and... Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I need to go back and probably watch the whole thing, and uh, my buddy Philip, who, you know, Lost Boy Phil to everybody around here, yep. who was going to be known as the Kryptonian, if anyone has been to the website. Nice. Uh, because he's the biggest Superman fan I've ever seen in my life, and he's, of course, got the entire series, and he keeps telling me, oh, it, it got better. They had a while that it did kind of get a little dull, but then it, it's yeah. really picked up and apparently yeah. by the end though and they finally got him into the full suit and it was awesome okay so ice which which season would you say that it really started to finally get its footing you know the first couple seasons were really good and then five six and seven were really bad and yeah. then eight nine and ten picked up again because eight season eight had doomsday yeah. uh oh. season nine began the relationship between clark and lois mm-hmm. and season 10 was just him turning into the hero despite you know, despite destiny and despite all of these other things that <clears throat> the world was telling him that he should be, and he's just kind of defining himself. So, I mean, I I, I just recently we rewatched season ten and was reminded of so many wonderful things about it. And it, mm-hmm. it but it is it does have it's it's very angsty. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's so awkward you want to fast forward. Yeah, but but yeah. I mean. It, it, I, I don't know if, if I'm just biased because I grew up with the show and watched every episode religiously, but I just I just love it. I can't not love it. You know what I loved about it, though, is that I started the same kind of thing. Like I, I more grew up with it as well. So, you know, in the first few years when they're in high school, um, I think I was I don't know if I was in high school or just out of high school. I, I don't know. Somewhere in there. But the point is, is I grew up kind of around that age. Mm-hmm. And as the show progressed the i would say the maturity and the age of the actual show progressed and so it was easy for us to get into it but if you're coming at it now like as an adult mm-hmm. rewatching it it would seem very 
Like, ugh. I, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can well, I mean, I, I didn't, I only watched a handful of episodes and, and there was only one thing that got me to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be. <laughs> Erica Durant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's between her or uh, <laughs> Kristen Crook. I, yeah, I had I a friend who Kristen sent me a, a YouTube yeah. clip of, of her in a red, white, and blue bikini on a stripper pole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, maybe I should check out some episodes of this show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But in, in all honesty, Chloe Sullivan, who's portrayed by Allison Mack, is probably one of my or maybe my favorite character in all yeah. of television. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I do know some other things. I like really were yeah. fans of it and and they said the same things like you were saying Emily. if yeah. you can get past the angst yeah. right. there is there is a lot of story here that you can yeah. really appreciate and a lot of you know great characters popped in a martian manhunter popped in oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. great yeah. guest stars like having christopher reeve on there as yeah. a uh, like a researcher who had found the kryptonian language uh, a lot of great stuff like that that i remember watching just really was awesome yeah and it's super cool <laughs> that's the only that was the only time anything like that ever really happened too yeah no i was very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave it up yeah, that was it oh, there was pl- there's plenty of leather pants though I, you know star girl comes in and is rocking the leather so, I like i said i did watch selected episodes so yes i did see some I, of that. I just know there's gonna be a bunch of youtube searches now of erica durant's <laughs> bikini and- oh jeez well, if you'd like, I can pass along the link. Not that I keep it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I will not say this for my Disney show. <laughs> no, not at all. I I did love. Um, uh, what was her name? I forget. Well, okay, so the Supergirl, Clark's cousin. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. seeing that. I, what I was her name? She came around. Um, Kara. Kara. I thought yeah. she was cool. I wish they would have done more with her. Yeah, that was a neat little uh, like connection that they did. I have heard rumors of a Supergirl TV show coming so to CBS. Yes, it is. Not, the rumors are true. Really? Is, oh, that is so yeah. awesome! It's yeah, gonna actually, happen. Um, the Greg Berlanti who does Arrow, who's got some, you know, behind a bit of Arrow and Flash, uh, Flash yeah. actually had it written into his contract that Supergirl can cross over to Flash and Arrow. That is so. Even though it's cool. on a different network on CBS. How do you get to Supergirl without having Superman first, though? Eh, who cares? Out. Details. Details. <laughs> Important details. This is this is things comic book geeks obsess over. Okay. Well, here's really? what's going to happen. I had no idea. Alternate, <laughs> alternate timeline. The son of Krypton dies and only the daughter of Krypton survives. Hmm. Oh, you'd have so many people mad. I, just, I know that would be amazing, wouldn't it? People would just throw a riot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm so tired of the Superman stories. Though. Like, I have loved them, but it's like enough already. Let's move on and do something new. And so. Yeah. And, and hit the reset button and let's not continue from Man of Steel. But I guess that's not going to happen either. <sighs> I'm so disappointed about that. Yeah. So that's the thing. Marvel is killing it in the movie department. But DC has yeah. still got a really good, strong presence on TV. So they're killing it in TV for sure. Yeah. They yeah. got their niches. Now, they've, of course, in Flash, I guess we'll, we'll get into that in a bit more details later. But Flash oh, yeah. is the one that I've mainly been paying attention to. And of course, Arrow, which yeah. the first season, uh, I've heard it was kind of slow. And so the second season is really when Arrow really kind of picked up and it's become a hit since then and then flash has just been killing it uh which i didn't the funny part is is i didn't think there was any flaws to flash i was thinking this is just a great show i'm having so much fun watching it and then i start listening to y'all's podcast and your guys are like well we got to nitpick this out now not to say we're not rating this in eight this is a lot we love this but this was kind of terrible and i really didn't like that scene but i still absolutely love this episode but this was wrong (laughs) 
We love criticizing things. Picked up on that, huh? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were trying to be very thorough. Yeah. A, yeah. I, I will say this about Arrow, though, for those, you know, because you're right. I, I've heard a lot of people who have said that season one was slow. But, you know, I started watching Arrow when it first came out, when the when it actually premiered. And I remember watching the first episode and going, oh, my gosh, that is one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Because you got to understand two years ago in 2012 or three now, <laughs> two and a half now. Yeah. But when that first came out, it was revolutionary almost. And so seeing what Arrow was doing was new. And now that all of the other shows out there right now have gotten, you know, really flashy and high act, you know, high action, high octane kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Season one seems like a, a comatose season nowadays, even though two and a half years ago, that was amazing. So I, I can see that. And that's why I think Flash started off with a bang, too, is because it was like, we, you know, season one of Arrow was almost like the prequel. It's like they need to they need to see Oliver Queen go from a trying to figure himself out, you know, as a, as a vigilante almost so that he can basically turn himself into a hero. And that's kind of the whole point of that, whereas Flash just boom, he's the hero. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he already had the mentality. He just needed the powers. Exactly. And a little training yeah. and a little training. I mean, yeah. See, yeah. Season one was I, I call it a, a steady burn. It it was not fast paced, but it was getting better and having more happen as it yeah. went on. So yeah. it, it was the ones you can appreciate as you're building the universe. That's one mm-hmm. of the things. Hopefully, Flash will be able to continue to do uh, since it's only you know half a season in. Is that mm-hmm. uh, the great thing about that season one of Arrow is you were building the universe and the characters. Yeah. So yeah. you had a lot of stuff that was going to be referred back to once season two just hit it high octane uh, on all directions, but you had the foundation to make that more than just, you know, eye candy. Yeah. Yeah. And flash actually has a little bit of its beginnings from arrow because Barry had made an appearance apparently on arrow. And so they already established the character. Then they were just ready to spin him off, which is why I did, I did recognize, uh, Oh, and I forgot um, the actor's name, who, who is playing the Atom. Uh, when I did Ooh, see a yeah. bit of an Arrow episode last night, I saw them teasing and preparing that. And it makes me wonder, well, is Adam going to get his own show? Maybe Firestorm will get his own show because we've been seeing him pop up in The Flash. And there's and so I, many possibilities to expand it and have yeah. like an entire DC television universe, which is, I think, the, the only way they're really going to compete when you have you know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which ha- was brilliantly connected to you know Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, events in that movie yeah. affected the TV series series yeah and so they've connected their tv and their movies so dc i think really mm-hmm. uh, they're missing the ball really when they're not connecting their current movies even if they're going to be crap and have ben affleck as batman but the, to, <laughs> by not by not connecting them with what they've got going on television and not even having gotham connected somehow because gotham is oh my gosh that is a fantastic show and mm-hmm. I, I was worried about it becoming just another cop show because you're following around jim gordon but it's it's been so much more because it is a bit of a cop show but it's just such great storytelling and it even gets you kind of rooting for the for the penguin a little bit you want to see what he does next even though he's doing yeah. some horrible things to people i will say this though that i i'm still wondering if they're going to connect gotham because it's a prequel you know they can't do much right now but they right. have made a few references that have only been an arrow like they brought up the doll maker and doll maker makes an appearance in season two of arrow twice hmm. and you're kind of like oh what's going on so there have been a few little tiny references like that that if you don't know Arrow, you wouldn't catch them. But if you do, you're like, well, I wonder. Yeah, and uh, they've brought in some Batman villains to fight with Arrow, too. Mm-hmm. So they've gotten a bit of connection that maybe... Oh, and they have a Queen Consolidated logo somewhere in uh, in Gotham. It's like a branch of Queen Consolidated. 
Yeah, I, um, I, I did seeing. see that. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same logo, too. So there's got – I wonder if they're going to do something. That would be cool. Yeah, but you're right about the TV shows versus the movies. DC's really missing out on that. I don't know what they're thinking. But, I mean, even the actors are kind of like, this is dumb. But, yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and especially now with uh, Agent Carter, who's kind of filling in the gap yeah. on the shield. Really good show. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if by the end with the storyline that's going, if it's going to connect itself into shield and you know because it's already part of the cinematic universe as far as like the you know captain america the first avenger you know connects directly or you know like right after those events pretty much uh Mm -hmm. but to be able to connect it to the more modern times and then maybe even find a way to have agent carter come back maybe a a summer season you know whenever there's not a new episode of shield switch over to agent carter you know would be a fantastic and keep it going and maybe even have some origins for some villains you know that uh you know, you, you could dive into Hydra and have a few villains maybe that were old school Hydra villains that are maybe going to be popping up later, you know, that kind of a thing. There's so much possibility. Yeah. And that's, you know, for to really be competitive, I think DC needs to get with the program. I mean, they're, they're at least learning with their movies. They're trying to interconnect now uh, with after launching Man of Steel. They want to connect a Wonder Woman through that and eventually yeah. you know, come around and have a Justice League movie, which – it's like, yay, cool, but you're a little bit too late with that because the Avengers already just kicked your butt all over the place. Yeah. And you're well, going to just look like a copycat to anyone who's not knowing that the Justice League actually did come first, you know? <laughs> yeah. True. Did, yeah. did you see? Did you ever see that uh, fan-made epic trailer for a, you know, a, um, a proposed Justice League versus Avengers mashup? That was fantastic. You saw that? Yes. I thought that was awesome. That was so well done. Oh, I was giddy, like, oh, I wish Some this was great real. one-liners in there. Yes, there uh, are. There's a lot going around right now about people wanting to see a DC versus Marvel kind of thing, whatever that may be. Not even just from that, but there's talks about it, and I don't know how serious it is, you know, with the actual Marvel and DC coming together and actually doing something. But that would be amazing. Well, I got really two cool. words for you, Roger Rabbit. Hmm. Very hard to get that done, and they had to sign so many agreements because the Warner Brothers characters had to get just as much playtime as the Disney characters, but it did yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they've been they, there was nearly a prequel to Roger Rabbit called uh, Who Discovered Roger Rabbit. The hmm. music was even written for, and you can actually hear one of the songs. Uh, I forgot the name of the whoever sung it. Um, Oh, but I've posted it up on the Facebook and Twitter if anyone's paying attention. But uh, there was a song actually written for it, and I think some other songs. And this movie was on its way, but it just didn't quite get going. And I think one of the difficulties they might be having is trying to negotiate crossing over the characters. And yeah. so, you know, granted now with a DC and Marvel type of thing, Disney's already got some experience with trying to cross over characters. But now then you also look at the problems they're having. They apparently there were some talks at some point to maybe share Spider-Man with Sony to where Spider-Man could pop up in some Avengers movies, but we know that Sony has saying, "No, we're keeping this as long as we can and you're not touching a Spider-Man." So, well they're going to cross over it sounds like Quicksilver. Because Avengers Two is going to have Quicksilver and X Men had Quicksilver, mm-hmm. not the same actor, but yeah, still, not the I same mean, actor, but it seems like there might be a few things that are starting potentially. Yeah. Well, here's how that works though, because Quicksilver is one of the Avengers in the comics, mm-hmm. but they and I don't even know if they are allowed to call him Quicksilver. They cannot mention him being a mutant. They cannot mention his father being Magneto. They have to keep it as completely separate. Hmm. And the weird thing is in X-Men Days of Future Past, they showed the Scarlet Witch in there, which is supposed to be his yeah. twin sister, but showed her yeah. as a baby. And like, wait a minute. No, she's a twin. 
Yeah. So mm. they've already messed it up, but of course now Avengers gets to come out and do it right because Marvel Studios has actually done a much better job of you know being faithful to the source material. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure we'll see them presented, but I'm sure they'll, no one will ever mention probably how they got their powers, and they might not even be given any any titles. They might just go by their actual names. Kind of like Hawkeye. You'll never hear in Avengers. No one will ever call him Hawkeye. Yeah. He was only called Agent Barton. Well, so like they, the Black Widow. She's never actually called the Black Widow. Yeah, that's true. But she's Agent Romanoff. Although I will say they didn't call him Quicksilver in X-Men either. Right. So maybe that's partially where they're getting away with me. I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do? We'll find out it's, here. Age yeah. of Ultron, May 1st. Excited, though. Yeah. Oh, and I, I did get to see that trailer this week, right? Because uh, <sighs> I, I watched the Oregon Ducks game just for Lost Boy Jesse because he went to Oregon and he loves them. So I watched that game just so far as to uh, see that trailer and then cry for poor Jesse as his Ducks got the daylights knocked out of him. Yeah. Right. So... <laughs> Game was worth turning off after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to support, support Jesse, but all I could do is say, you know, the next day it's like, well, now you know how we felt here in Kansas City when our Royals unexpectedly went to the World Series, was dominant through the playoffs to get there, and then still lost in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking. But anyways, that's a sport thing. We're moving on. <laughs> Try rooting for sports in Minnesota. Luckily, I'm a Packers fan. Yeah, you'd have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Even without Brett Favre, you still got to love your Packers, right? Uh, of course. Sure. Of course. <laughs> no love for the Vikings. Doesn't get better though. than uh, – no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, now, Arrow, I missed out on uh, – as I said, I only watched like the first season. I did kind of catch – of course, when they crossed over with Flash, I had to watch that. And I did catch uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, their midseason finale. But uh, overall, so what sort of things have happened uh, with Arrow and what might we hope to see coming? Oh, are you ready for spoilers? Be careful, be just in case. But uh, <laughs> there might be other people out there who maybe haven't watched Arrow, but maybe they've been watching The Flash and are like, geez. Salmon ladders. <laughs> Salmon ladders. Salmon That's ladders. The- Two words for you. <laughs> These are the only two words you need to go watch this show. Black Canary. Is that what you were going to say, Emily? No, that was yeah. definitely Felicity. Not. Oh, Felicity. That's two That's words. That's two words. Felicity. <laughs> Did you see the ripped apparel t-shirts today? No. There's a Felicity t-shirt there. Oh, fantastic. Well, so you're, you're hearing some of what's going on with, with yeah, Arrow. Get ready to say Arrow Squad. But Podcast Overlord, why don't you give us your 60-second synopsis well i mean i i assume many folks obviously listening here are going to be well aware of of green arrow and arrow from the the comics world and all i mean this take is uh a little grittier it's more about the group uh that is going to be built up around oliver queen uh and also it's a chance to see uh the growth of a character and a lot of backstory that goes along with him. And as we've mentioned, many of the names uh, of, of some uh, villains and bad guys and so forth that he has to deal with uh, that are going to uh, shape who he becomes and how he tries to do his work in uh, Starling City, as it's called in the TV show. So you're going to honor what a lot of people know, but you're going to also take it in enough of a spin to be its own universe. I, mm-hmm. I came to the show having known very, very little about the comic universe and the previous uh, occurrence on Smallville even. So uh, even with that, I could get completely immersed 
and, and very much attached to seeing where they go. The the uh, choreography of the fight scenes and the action that occurs within the series is some of the top-notch stuff you're going to see on TV anywhere. Uh, and as we said a little earlier, season one, slow burn. You really appreciate the background. By the back half, you've got a bad guy in there that really uh, is quite good. And then by season two, it is rocking at full speed. And as uh, Brian was saying, shows like The Flash and some of these other newer genre shows realized from Arrow just how well you could do it by hitting the ground running and not having to feel like you have to build it up. So uh, it's been quite the journey. Uh, and, and I don't want to spoil anyone who hasn't seen it to realize that uh, as long as you realize it's it's going to honor the past, but it's going to create its own path, yeah. uh, you can really enjoy where it goes. I got to say that the the story for me has been phenomenal because, you know, you look at what, what's been going on, they're writing intelligent storyline. You know, they're keeping you engaged. It's not just about the bad guy of the week or it's not just about the action, but there's a lot of character development in ways that I've never seen on a TV show, truthfully. Um, and one of the things I love is that they, they kind of jokingly said, although they followed through with this very well, that if you guys, you know, have you read, have you read the comics? And people go, yeah. And then they say, okay, we're going to mess with you. We're going to take everything that you know about the comics and then we're going to step on it and start over kind of thing. Like that's kind of their whole point is they're, they're trying to confuse the fans that what you may know about the comics may or may not be exactly how they show it in the show, which has been very interesting. They surprise us all the time. And, you know, a lot of times you'll, they'll, they'll try to make you think like this happened or, or this person did that and this person or whatever. And then they, you know, they keep, keep you on a loop or uh, some kind of a crazy ride for 10 episodes or something like that before they actually have some kind of a reveal. So it's been a really, really fun show. And then how they've, you know, integrated the flash bringing Barry Allen in for two episodes in December of 2013. It was really neat because, you know, they brought him in naturally kind of like, wait, wait, this bear, wait, the Barry Allen, you know, like this is cool. And then they've started to really integrate that well. And then the way that during the, the crossover is, is it's brilliant. And the fact that they're doing crossovers in a way that is so in depth is just amazing. Like it's the kind of stuff I think we've all been wanting for so long. So yeah, it's, it's a great show. Totally worth it. Yeah. Getting to see some DC characters actually interact in DC heroes. It's, it's kind of never been done like this before. Cause I know Smallville mm-hmm. teased a little bit of like, there was uh, it wasn't a justice league, but it was like the justice society that they had mm-hmm. Clark kind of stumble onto. And I know mm-hmm. Hawkman made a bit of an appearance and he got to interact with Martian Manhunter and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But to have, the, the kind of relationship now that, that Barry and uh, Oliver Queen have has been really interesting because it's like they, they come from different worlds very much so and their mentalities because, you know, this version of Green Arrow, he's, he's very Batman. He's very grim, but he's smart and it, it, it makes him to where he can rival when they had like the question of – you know, well, Flash has powers, but Oliver Queen, he's smart. He knows how to set traps. Uh, he's quick. He's got a really great aim. He's He can be every bit the equal without the powers. But to have him be able to mentor uh, the Flash and kind of, you know, like, well, hey, I've been doing this for a while and kind of be able to train him a little bit. But then yet when we crossed over into an episode of Arrow, uh, Barry was able to help, you know, keep, you know, keep Arrow from being too far over the edge, you know. 
Yeah. It's like when he when he was pushing the thing up there, Barry was like, "Well, no, no, whoa, 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 slow down here. You, we don't need to do that." You know, mm-hmm. I won't want to. I don't want to spoil it by saying what he did, just in case somebody saw this episode out there. Yeah. But yeah, it was this really kind of intense scene where you, where Barry's just like shocked, like, "Oh, hey!" And then Arrow even tells him, and it was a very Batman thing to do because this is this is a stolen a line right from Batman. Batman loves to say, "This is my city. That we do things my way." Yeah. You know, so we had this nice yeah. little confrontation there, but it was kind of nice to see them. They kind of play off of each other and they kind of help each other out to be better heroes together, and that's that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I I would highly encourage you to go and like watch Arrow, and you're not going to choke through season one. By the way, like it's really good. Just realize it's slower. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, the story development and, and the character development and the leading up to what's going on. There's still now, right now, in season three. In fact. The yeah, the midseason finale of season three is still developing some of the flashback storyline that we saw in like the first couple of episodes of season one. Yeah, and they're remember, still doing it. Yeah, at the end of the midseason, when hit the bleep button. <laughs> 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 when you know, uh, you're talking about when Oliver does. Uh, wait, oh, I totally messed that one up. You have to edit that out. Oh, here I'll go. Are you saying when Oliver? Yes, exactly. And it's like, oh my gosh, how can the series continue? Because Oliver just. It's amazing, man. I, I just did salmon ladders. I don't know why you have to bleep that up. <laughs> You're distracted. <laughs> well, of course she was distracted. Oliver had his shirt off in the last fight of that episode. Yeah, you mean when he. Exactly. I know what you mean. It's so awesome. Did you read the interview that uh, Stephen Amell gave after doing after that episode aired? Like they they had they had asked him, "Do you really want to do this with your shirt off?" And he wanted to <laughs> keep it true to the storyline or yeah. or to the comic books. Jeremy, you might be able to defend that a little bit, but so he wanted he wanted to make it as authentic as possible. And they had already spent a couple hours putting all of the scars and bruises on his chest and back and so he wasn't about to back out of that mm. yeah but i can only imagine how long it takes to get all that makeup on well the only way i know i can back that up because i'm a marvel guy and my dc okay. guy couldn't show up but uh, i do have a, a good recollection there was a great batman series uh called hush where somebody had learned batman's identity it was messing with his personal life and there's just, he, of course, when Ra's al Ghul knows who he is, of course. So he goes to confront him, and there's this great cover where there's, they're surrounded by fire, and they're having a sword duel, and Batman is wearing his cowl and everything, but he's got his shirt off, and Ra's al Ghul the same way. It's like that, that is that shirtless kind of sword duel kind of thing. That's a Ra's al Ghul kind of thing. And so okay. I think that's what they were going for. That really reminded me, only, only instead of the, the flames and everything that surrounded the battle, it was ice and snow and mm-hmm. having yep. a mountain that somebody might, Miss their cue. <laughs> oh. you t- you talking about like when you're on the mountain and they can actually like, is that what yes. you're talking about? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was just making sure I understood you. <laughs> I still can't believe that they, it's just, a, I mean, that just blows my mind. So I guess we'll find out what happens. Yes. Ultimate cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Marvel's a cuss word on arrow and flash on our arrow squad. Central City Undergrounds, because, you know, it's competition. 
Well, welcome to Neverland, where we can say Marvel all we want to. I know it's awesome. <laughs> well, Marvel I thought she said this was Marvel. a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> That's right, because Marvel's always been more family-friendly. How more family-friendly can you get than a guy that has claws extend out of his hands and he cuts up? Ba- no, wait a minute. Oh That's yeah, family-friendly is it? Oh well. <sighs> get out of the bar, freak! Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> You lost the fight. Wolverine now get in here is one of my else. favorites. I love Wolverine. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. I dressed up as Wolverine for Halloween one year, and I actually I wasn't sure if I could do this because I'd never done this, but I grew the chops. Oh yeah, I've and done I that didn't know now twice. Oh man, I looked awesome. I've done Wolverine <laughs> twice and Spider Man. I think three times now. That's awesome. Oh yes, because because that's how I roll. <laughs> Emily, have you done Wolverine for? You know, I've I've never actually been able to grow out the sideburns. (laughs) Well, you I can't say I've tried very hard. You could dress as X twenty three. Ooh, she's a clone of Wolverine. Nice. She's got two claws in her hands and one claw out of each foot. Oh, now that's that seems like that would be difficult. Be great in the snow and ice. Sure. Hey. Yeah. That would actually fit you, Miss Ice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm living in the land of ice right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, not at Neverland. Well, there is. A, if you need <laughs> ice, there's ice on Neverland. We do keep penguins. Okay. But, uh, well, let's move on to talking about there's a new series of The Flash on right now. Uh, this is stuff that I had not caught on to because I wasn't really paying attention to Flash comics. But a uh, couple of characters on here, uh, like... I didn't realize there was any more extra stuff going on with Caitlin Snow or Cisco Ramon. You mean you didn't know that they were comic book characters? No, I, I thought maybe they had just been created for the show when I first started oh, okay. watching because they were part of his team. So I did not know that they, they actually had a, a history. Now, Eddie thought I knew was supposed to be important because uh, okay. I, uh, I was watching it before my buddy Philip was, and uh, he asked about, hey, has this person popped up or this person popped up? And I says, well, there's an Iris West. I know she's important because uh, <laughs> I'm familiar at least a little bit. I, the only Flash comics I've really read is I read uh, some of the issues that I think they're actually kind of dealing with in the series where you had a reverse Flash who came in who turned out to be Professor Zoom, but he had pretended to be Barry when he first came in. And I read the issues where the real Barry came back in. Uh, and they started discovering a little bit more about the Speed Force and everything. And it was it was like a prelude before the whole Flashpoint started uh, happening. And mm-hmm. I know you guys got to watch the Flashpoint uh, animated, yeah. Uh, which I guess sets up the new Fifty Two. But yeah, Caitlin Snow. I did not realize. Okay, spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah, because we did not actually give a spoiler warning. You know, neither Brian and I are. Or, we're not that heavy into comics. So what we were learning as we were starting the podcast was a lot, <clears throat> was just like starting from scratch and starting to figure out who all of these characters were. So we were learning in that process that uh, Caitlin Snow and Cisco Ramon were actually from the comics. And mm-hmm. so when we're, when we're kind of talking about this, we didn't, I, I, it didn't really even occur to me that it was that much of a spoiler because it's like part of that universe. Yeah. I know that's probably a really bad excuse, but so... Yeah, yeah, we yeah. totally messed some people up with that. Yeah. You know, we we made people cry and destroyed lives over it. But hey, yeah. you know, we were just telling them as, as it was. So. Yeah, so if you're a comic fan, <laughs> you lying. will probably already, if you're a fan of the Flash comics, you probably already know who Caitlin Snow becomes and who Cisco Ramon becomes. Yeah. But if not, we'll talk about it over the next, uh, let's g- give us about five minutes. So skip ahead about five minutes starting about now. 
Okay, so Caitlin Snow is the third incarnation of Killer Frost. Holy oh. cow. And I don't know if they're going to get into this on the show, but I could see it working because when I did some research, okay, the second Killer Frost was around the longest and she was a pure villain. But the third Killer Frost, uh, Caitlin Snow is supposed to have been, uh, she was on a research type of thing in some sort of Arctic area and some, some terrorists came in and she was a hostage and some freak accident happened and turned her into like basically a heat vampire where she has to drain heat <laughs> off of people. So I can see her being maybe a tragic version of Killer Frost. So she doesn't have to really become evil to become Killer Frost on the show, but it would be very interesting. Interesting. Especially since they've already brought in Firestorm and had him be her fiance. They're like, for them to be actual fire and ice would be just yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just knowing that the, the Killer Frost, Caitlin Snow character becomes a villain is it's really interesting to see her in this context now. And, and you know, just like Arrow, they may just be messing with us completely and, and yeah. they're going to change things up. But but just the possibility that she may become a villain, it's really interesting to see where they've taken her character right now and even how they've kind of given her some sort of romantic rapport with Barry. I'm not sure if I'm just misreading that, but th- there are some things that she has done that make it seem like she's interested in him or maybe just on the rebound or something but oh yeah i'd yeah. say so too yeah so well, it's just it'd be uh, kind of fun cool if they that. get really close before she be kind of becomes a villain and you know she's she's not really going to be an evil villain the way i'm thinking but okay. for for them to have a confrontation after they get maybe as close to where it seems like there is an attraction would just be good drama yeah oh definitely definitely you know and to add to the no angst at all on the show, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we we could use a little bit of angst. That was sarcasm for anybody not picking up on that. I was raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. No, and but you're, I like that though, because it's definitely a, um, you know, not knowing exactly what they're going to be doing, like with her, like you said, or even some of the people, because having having Caitlin become Killer Frost would be just tragic. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm really growing to like her character yeah. a lot. Yeah, oh, me too. But to that's, she's really cute. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that's the beauty of, uh, you know, what these writers love to do is they, they love they destroying They love to tear them. our hair yeah. out. So. Hair out? Heart out. <laughs> yeah, <they're here>. <laughs> <laughs> they love to all tear your hair out. <laughs> Why? I'm heartbroken. <laughs> oh, Isn't that what you do when you're heartbroken? Yeah, that's funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but before we run out of our five minutes that hopefully people are skipping ahead for that spoilers, but Cisco Ramon actually becomes a superhero. And I forgot what he was called. Mm, vibe. Vibe. Yes. And and from what I understand, Vibe is supposed to be the one who can, is it um, restrain Barry? Or maybe he's the one that can kind of, I don't I don't even know what the words I'm looking for. Slow he's supposed down. to slow him down. Maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah. But, um, that's what I thought too. But okay, again, I, I'm not as well versed in the in the Flash comics, so right, I, I don't know for right. sure exactly what. And he so does. it's 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 re- really just stuff that we've been picking up from listeners posted in the Facebook group and such, yeah. and and you know trying to retain whatever we can because there's just so much oh information gosh. out there that oh, yeah. we're we're just kind of gotten to the point where we're we're going let's let's try to enjoy the show and pick up on things as it comes because I I've just lost track of everything. Well, and it's like when they started bringing in the rever- you know the Reverse Flash, the Yellow Streak. And everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like yeah you know what we know we know there's at least two if not more and i know in the comics there were five versions um but again i don't know all the backstory yeah. so and i know well because i'm not going to give away any spoilers on this one but if you haven't seen the last episode you'll understand what i mean by you know that there's two 
And, and I knew that one of the guys immediately, just because I could tell his voice, being that I'm a sound guy and a musician, there's the scene in the, in the stadium when the reverse flash is talking to Barry and I'm like, I know exactly who that is. I can tell even through the voice modulation just sounds like him. Um, but then when you see the reverse, the other reverse flash, basically in that cage, that little thing that they, they trapped him in, um, it was a different voice. And so I'm like, there's two, there's mm-hmm. definitely two. And then all the, and then, and then the theory started exploding with, well, there's actually five iterations. And then, oh my gosh, people just went <laughs> off. And I'm like, I am so lost right now. I have no idea, right. but you guys are amazing. And that's what I love is having the people jump in and, and start educating everybody on here's what's going on. And we don't know what they're going to do with it, but here's the possibilities. Right. And even just knowing that these possibilities exist kind of expands what we're able to theorize on just as general fans that don't really know the comics because yeah. Because that you know, Brian and I like to talk about time travel on the oh, show yes. too. You know, just like just the possibilities that this blows open are just yeah. awesome. Yeah. Alternate universes, tachyons. Yeah. yeah. Now here's here's the thing. Here here's where I'm going. Where I think the the, the theory runs is okay. okay. So the Professor Zoom version of Reverse Flash is someone from the future who is obsessed with the Flash. He's a fan. He would want to look out for his welfare. Hmm. He. His some way has tapped into the speed force where he can travel time. He figures out how the powers work because he's no already knows the Flash can do all these things. Yeah, so he can go back in time. Now in the comics, he did plastic surgery to himself to look like Barry Allen and took his place for a while. So interesting. Now we know Eddie Thawne has been a Reverse Flash as well. Mm-hmm. So here's my thought: What if in the future Eddie Thawne, who has kind of had a bit of a rivalry with the Flash, will say, and has maybe won a task force, and maybe is a little jealous over Iris? But maybe he becomes kind of obsessed with him as he gets older. But he knows, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to fix this, and I want to be the Flash. I want to have the power. He knows that there was this accident, and Dr. Harrison Wells died in this accident. So he thinks, if I go back in time to the accident and I get plastic surgery and make myself look like Harrison Wells, I can become that new Flash. I can guide him and teach him to become him, but I can also find ways to steal his power with tachyon particles, and I know how to travel time, so I can go back and make everybody think I'm in two places at once. So this is my thought, is that this Harrison Wells, he's not the real Harrison Wells. The real Harrison Wells did die, but in order to help go with the illusion, because there might have been people seeing Harrison Wells caught in the accident and would expect him to be, er, be injured, he'll come out in a, in a wheelchair and say, so no, see, I was in the accident. I'm just, I'm just hurt really bad, but in truth, he wasn't hurt. He has time-traveled from the future, which is why he has this newspaper print and connection with the future, because that's where he's from. Oh my gosh! I really thought I'd heard every theory that was actually possible, but yeah. I've not heard that one. And this is first... something I've had in mind since like the first episode when he went into really? that room and they'd had the yellow flashes of stuff, and I was like, "Oh wait, reverse flashes!" Because I had read the issues, like I'd told you before, of where uh-huh. this guy from the future, who was Professor Zoom, had faked being Barry. I was like, "Well, what if instead of faking being Barry, he's faking being Harrison Wells?" Interesting. Because he's in the future. He could have researched and known everything about Harrison Wells to be impersonating him ever since that accident. But now, of course, the Eddie Thon we're currently seeing in the show, the young one, doesn't know anything about all the stuff of his future self. So that way, everybody who's supposed to be a reverse Flash is a reverse Flash. Huh. Man. Wow. And this my, is something I, I, was, I was actually about to tell you, Brian, once I remember, I, I tweeted you a long time ago. I was like, I think yeah. I got this thing figured out, but it might be really <laughs> spoiler heavy, so I don't know if I want to tell you. And you were like, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, you know what's funny about this is I love it because this this is the beauty of all of these po- of all of these uh these ideas and these theories is because we really have absolutely no idea. And and that's what I mean the writers are laughing at us right now, you know? Mm-hmm. You guys are idiots. This is hilarious because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to throw us off so much. Yeah. Which is really it was a great game they played actually uh cuz I'm a Spider-Man fan. I'm the Spider Pan is my nickname, but yeah. it, there was an art animated series called Spectacular Spider Man. Now everybody knows the Green Goblin is Norman Osborn, and then Harry Osborn becomes the Green Goblin later. Well, in the animated series Spectacular Spider Man, they let it led you to believe for a long time that Harry was the Green Goblin first, and you go through most of the series thinking, "Oh wow, they just jumped straight to Harry," and then by the end of the Oh, I guess it was around the end of the first season. Suddenly, bam, it was Norman the whole time. They threw us all off by by actually starting to make even the people like me, who I've read Spider-Man for decades. And I was like, oh, well, I guess they just jumped to Harry. But that kind of works because they're going with a young teenage kind of Spider-Man. And this is kind of cool that, that Harry is becoming the Green Goblin. And then, bam, oh, yeah, it really is Norman. What were you thinking, Harry? Come on, you know better. And it just <laughs> blew us away. And so I'm expecting that now with because you you know we'll talk about with Arrow and even with the Flash how the writers are thinking oh well we're going to take what you know but we're going to turn it on its head and then that way they can kind of fake like no we're not doing anything related to the comics oh yes we are or they can be like look how close to the comics we're being but oh we're going to twist it on you just a little bit yeah and I think that's what I've loved most about both shows is that the the people who haven't been reading the comic books are at least. Well, I, I should, should should say more that in Arrow they can compete with the theories more mm-hmm. than they can in the Flash, but <clears throat> and yet at the same time the writers are still able to throw curveballs. Would you agree? Oh yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> They're curving ball in every which way, <laughs> uh, just keeping us going <laughs> and everything. Especially because I'm not that familiar with some of the DC characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't make the connection with Firestorm until he he had said his own name. I was like. <gasps> Oh, I know who Firestorm is. Oh my gosh, there he is. He's in the show. Yeah. It's so helpful when these villains or heroes identify themselves, right? <laughs> yeah. Or I love it when Cisco names them. He reminds me of Michelangelo in oh. the current Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who was like, mm-hmm. "I'm so good at naming stuff." Yeah. I love Cisco. He's just awesome, and he names everything. It's just, yeah. yeah, man. He's oh, one of yeah. my favorite Cisco characters is now. So awesome. And yeah. He, he's the perfect connection for that geek guy who's going to be watching the show. He's the one you're going to relate to because he acts just like we do when we're like geeking out over stuff. Yeah. It's like, yes. He, so he's like our angle. He's the one we relate to most of all, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we've covered everything here then. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm out. Short of, uh, yeah, I know I'm like, I'm out of ideas too. My, I, my, okay. I have a brain freeze. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Okay, well, definitely got to thank all three of you for coming here to Neverland. I'm glad I could come and pixie dust you and rescue you from uh, certain destruction at the hands of the people who don't want the truth out there. We appreciate that because yeah. I was getting a little nervous. It's, things have heated up a lot lately, and we've been a little concerned. In fact, we, we're wondering how long our luck's going to be holding out anyway. Yeah, yeah it was nice to just get out of the danger zone for a while. It's I've weird. heard there's a yellow streak that's been going around now, too. Yeah. yeah. Life on the edge for you guys. I'm telling you what. Oh, so if people want to check out and hear this podcast, Central City Underground, just search for that. I figure you can find it online on iTunes, Stitcher, 
perhaps? Yep. Yep. Central City Underground, uh, look for Golden Spiral Media, and both Arrow Squad and Central City Underground are produced by Golden Spiral Media. So either on iTunes or just search in the web, you will find us pretty quickly. Yeah, and we've got our, our, our web domains too, centralcityunderground.com and aerosquad.com too. And Twitter pages? Go for it. Uh, the uh, Central City Underground is <laughs> the Flash GSM, and Arrow Squad is at Arrow Squad GSM on Twitter. And we've got Facebook groups for Central City Underground and Arrow Squad as well. And we love having people come and join us on there because the discussions get intense, yeah, numerous, and um, they don't get heated though. People are awesome on that like community. They love talking and sharing and helping each other out. And we've actually, we started a whole thing where it was like, hey, spoilers coming up, you know, put all your episode recap spoilers here so that people weren't just posting all over the place. And now we've got our awesome Aero Squad community doing that for us. And we didn't yeah. even ask them. Like people just jump in and go for it. So yeah. love to have you on that community. It's so much fun. People are really anxious to just talk about the episode that just aired. And it's just fun to see what people's immediate reactions are. So yeah. You're, if you're watching the shows, come join these groups, and it's just easy to get yourself right in there. But you'll also need a superhero name, so be thinking of that. Yes. <laughs> and make sure you think <laughs> of your Lost Boy or Pixie name so you can become yes. a Neverlander right. as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Sides. Got I love two it. Two universes you got to cover there. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And if you happen <laughs> to be a podcaster and you want to jump in the journey to, to to try to grow your podcast and and maybe if you wanted to monetize it, you could. Or if you just want to show it profitable as being, wow, I have a lot of people who, who are listening and following along and I get to interact with and have this community, uh, definitely check out ProfitCast, which is also on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah, appreciate that. And it's ProfitCastUniverse.com for the webpage as well. And um, I, I did start a, a Twitter at ProfitCast, but I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to keep that because I just use mine, which is at I am the real Brian, which I enjoy. And I just seem to have more interaction there anyway. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I'm actually going to be chronicling Aero Squad specifically more. And I'm I'm pumped about this because we're going to be, you know, showing what we're doing to grow Aero Squad and what we've, you know, what we've been doing to interact with our community and everything else, too. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Neverland feedback. Okay, so now we do have a few shout outs and actually a new Lost Boy to mention, other than the, the Lost Boys and Pixie that we actually added at the beginning of the Today Show. But we have some new Twitter followers Oakley Buckley, Carla Kim, Pierre Kelly, Charlene Ratcliffe, and Hey Jamie. So welcome into following us here on Twitter. And don't forget, you can follow us at Twitter at, at Neverland PCast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. We also do have a Facebook group, which you will have to search for on Facebook by simply searching for Neverland Podcast. You should be able to find that group. I can't get that specific about the link because it's complicated, but if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, on the right side of the page, you will find a link to join the Neverlanders going into the Facebook group. Also, you can join the Neverlanders and become a Lost Boy or a Pixie by simply sending an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Tell me what your first name is because you will be Lost Boy or Pixie, blank your first name. And then, of course, as every Lost Boy needs to have, just come up with a good nickname and as long as it's acceptable, which it shouldn't be difficult for you. Just come up with something that tells us a little bit about yourself uh, that is, of course, family-friendly, and it becomes your official nickname, and we'll post it right 
right up onto our page. If you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, you will find a link across the top there. It says Neverlanders with an exclamation point, and that is where you will find our current list of our Neverlanders. All you have to do is declare yourself to never grow up. You can grow wise, you can grow strong, but never grow up. That is our pledge. But we did receive this email from our new Lost Boy, Lost Boy Jeff. And he says, I'm Lost Boy Jedi Fish, big fan of Star Wars, Disney, Indiana Jones, and anything from the 80s and 90s pop culture. Well, it seems like you fit right into this show and with our Lost Boy. So welcome Jedi Fish, also known as Lost Boy Jeff. But we'll call you Jedi Fish anytime you interact with us. Also, we do need to choose us a winner for the Greg Weissman book, Reign of the Ghosts. And I have randomly selected from the entries I received. And funnily enough, our new Lost Boy is actually our winner. Lost Boy Jedi Fish, Jeff Fisher. If you would please send me an... Oh, wait a minute. Is it Fisher or did I get your... No, it's, I'm sorry. It's Fishbach. <laughs> I'm already messing up your name. Well, we'll just call you Jedi Fish. But uh, email me your address where I can send this book, and I will get that out to you as quickly as possible. And after you've read it, you know, send us another feedback and let us know what you thought of the book. I'm sure that uh, Greg Weissman will appreciate the uh, little extra mentions that we give him. But that wraps up our show for this week, so I do want to remind you to keep a pixie in your pocket and keeping that positive attitude. Come back next week when we have Len Smith, a Disney artist, who's going to talk to us and share stories about some of the things he's worked on that uh, you're going to be very familiar with. Uh, He's one of those unsung heroes out there, and you're going to enjoy hearing all the things that he's got to talk about next week right here on the Neverland Podcast. But until I see you again, God bless. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on twitter.com slash neverlandpodcast and facebook.com slash neverlandpodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright Blue Band Productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. Good night, Neverland! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.